Hey, everybody, and welcome back to episode three of season two of the Corporate Global Dynasty podcast. I'm your host, Hunter Hawes. And I'm your host, William Spicer. Spicer, today we are joined by a special guest dear to my heart. Uh, His name is Zachary the Poodle Pittman. Zach, how are you? Doing good, guys, and I appreciate you having, having me on, and I'm looking forward to the show. Now, Zach, I didn't know about this, the Poodle Pittman, so I have to ask... How how did you get that nickname? How did how did that become your parentheses name? Well, we we have uh, one of our high school buddies is pretty silly. He came up with the poodle. I don't think there's any reason. Other than <laughs> the, okay. the alliteration alone was it. Uh, more commonly known as Turtle or mm-hmm. Turtle Daddy. Also, mm-hmm. those are my yeah. general like video game screen names and stuff like that. The Fantasy Turtle. Do you remember my nickname from from that? Uh, the Simone Bulldozer. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Very appropriate, uh, yeah. physically and culturally. Uh, I'm not sure it would hold up in 2021, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but that was it. Uh, so yeah, Zach is uh, was part of my I guess triumvirate of best friends in high school. Uh, we did pretty much everything together and started playing fantasy together early in high school. And, uh, Zach has blossomed into a fantasy expert, I guess you should, you could say, uh, how long have you played dynasty in particular? Um, I guess, well, I started the year we started our league. I did yours. So what was that? Um, is that 2018? Yeah. Yeah. We started on MFL. Um, it was the year before the draft, I believe, with like AJ Brown and DK Metcalf and Paris Campbell. That was our first like rookie draft. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did yearly get another one that that year. So I guess this would be my third or fourth full season of playing Dynasty. We've been playing fantasy football since for like over ten years together, but Dynasty like three or four, yeah. Okay. So yeah, we started at the same time. Yeah, it's bizarre to think about that it's been over ten, <laughs> over ten years, but I yeah. remember you know starting a, a couple leagues in high school and you, usually the two of us were the only only people that really put that much effort into it yeah but. i remember uh my brother drafted tom brady in the first round the year he tore his acl that you know and obviously not you know not a rushing quarterback wasn't uh wouldn't have been that good anyways probably but yeah people had no idea what they were doing back then and yeah. most people still don't to be frank yeah. so um but yeah, I'm, I'm very excited to have you uh, join us today. One, just to be able to talk to you for, uh, or, you know, we talk all the time about football, but we haven't mm-hmm. caught up voice-wise in a long time. So you're bringing some new dad energy to the podcast, yeah, which neither exactly. of us can, can bring. So we look forward to that too. Yep. Got a six-month-old baby girl and it has not at all produced the amount of time I spent on fantasy football. I can promise you guys that. <laughs> uh, That's good. Yes, that is good. Uh, well, Spicer, we have something very particular that we're going to do today as we count down, kind of get Zach's outsider perspective as we look at the rankings, his rankings of our league. Uh, but do you have any other questions uh, for Zach before we jump into the thick of things? Um, I do want to ask Zach about, uh, you get to meet me after I did this this same, like uh, jump into another league and get to play like pot stir for a little bit. Yeah, uh, I wanted to know what that was like since you were experiencing it, and now being on the other side of it, how, how did? What do you think of that? It definitely made things a little more clear. Like I, I don't know if I ever did. I, did you guys? You guys recorded a podcast for our league? No, we we've been meaning to. Yeah, I didn't think you actually did. So it's like you're uh, 
existence in our league is a little more mysterious <laughs> because I think Hunter like said you were coming in and there was going to be like a big surprise for why. And then it never actually happened. <laughs> so, yeah. And you just like make the occasional comment in there. So, it, yeah. you know, everybody's like, what the hell is going on? Whereas for me, I guess they'll know why I'm in there. And everybody seemed to appreciate my comment that I trade away Hunter's players for pennies on the dollar. So. Yeah. Yeah, no, I need you to, uh, I'm hoping throughout this podcast that you'll kind of, you know, come to my side on things because as the lone Colts fan and as someone who I guess is pretty obnoxious with his takes on things at times in the group chat, I've, I was definitely the villain year one in this yeah, league. Um, I can see that. Yeah, it's pretty <laughs> so, good team, I'll say that. Your team's pretty good. But. So I need you to, you know, I, I'm really relying on hopefully your allyship here or else I'll really have everyone against me. <laughs> Yeah, I like to play after, the victim too. We started our league. Well, I guess it was two years after I started like two other ones with my friends and being two years experience in dynasty and none of them have played it. And you could definitely see, you know, my teams look a lot like yours in this league. Cause none of them, you know, everybody's overdrafting the 30 year old players and whatever and underdrafting the, I mean, Patrick Mahomes, I think would like first pick in the third round or something like that. in one of those drafts where, you know, he could, he should probably be the first pick. So that's definitely a huge advantage. I'm sure that's probably happened with you in this league. Yeah, probably not to the, it, we've had a few, you know, road bumps here and there, but mm-hmm. for the most part, we've also been pretty generous, I think to each other on like saying, Hey, that's a bad idea. Yeah. <laughs> Our friendship is valued over uh, letting each other make horrible mistakes. I can't say the same. And, <laughs> for my leagues, but but I, I appreciate that and I will say none of the teams in this league I was trying to like go through and look at the worst teams and none of them are really like awful yeah like the, the team that I would pick for 10th could definitely make the playoffs and get lucky you know mm-hmm. yeah. and have a run there's nobody that's doing the hardcore rebuilds that that you generally see if you have it didn't look like yeah uh, Spicer weren't you and Wyatt talking about that recently Yes, we were talking about like how we felt like any team could make the playoffs to start this yeah. season. So after one year of dynasty, to have the feeling where everyone's competitive still feels pretty good. Yeah, that's crazy. I, I yeah, I've not seen a league where the talent is like distributed like this one. And I'm in wait, I'm in like eight dynasty leagues. <laughs> None of them are are this well distributed for sure. And it's it's definitely it's not for a lack of trading. Uh, too, which is nice. We, we, I've seen as much trade activity in this league as I have in the other two that I've been in. The one I'm in with you, it, it goes through its its spurts, especially during the yeah. season. There seems to be lots of lots of activity. Uh, this one has been, you know, pretty intense even in the off season. Uh, before we go through the countdown, I do want to say uh, Zach and I have twice now participated in two the two largest and most insane trades I've ever seen in uh-huh. fantasy football, yeah. involving like over. 20 assets in total. The majority of like our, our team basically each time. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. The second one was, was even crazier. I think I talked about that trade on this podcast at one point, just because it reading it out loud sounds hilarious, but really time will tell. Hunter's entire team for like all of my draft picks and some of my younger guys, they ended up making the playoffs anyways, but it was definitely a big shakeup and kind of, it's almost like both our teams are in the same position. They were (laughs) as far as total assets. They've just like, swapped basically yeah. <laughs> yeah you you went for trying to win now and i went for still kind of trying to win but with a ton of younger players too yeah yeah so it was interesting all right well let's do it let's jump right in let's hear who you've ranked 
last in the league. Okay. Like I said, so the, I got a couple of tiers here. The bottom three teams I really like had a trouble had trouble picking um, who I had for last. So the team that I went for in tenth is the Pit Kings. Okay. Um, and they do have some good players. They got Lamar Jackson. Um, yeah, obviously Trey Lance could could really be a good fantasy player if he ends up starting this year at all. A lot of good young players. The I guess the hang up I really had is. You know, he has Clyde Edwards-Hilaire and DeAndre Swift, Mike Davis, but I don't know. I don't really see any of those guys like really breaking into that high-end running back, you know, league-winning numbers this year. Um, Lamar Jackson's obviously really good, and his receivers are good, but uh, behind Ridley, I mean, Higgins I like, Anderson I like, but I don't see, other than Ridley, I don't see any of those guys, again, being like league-winning type guys. And then, like me in another league, he has Hawkinson and Andrews, and I like those guys, but I don't see him breaking into the top tier either. So, a bunch of good players, some really good youth. It's teams that are kind of on the upswing, but I don't, I, I do have them 10th overall. Mm, that's going to be interesting because so Colton is the manager of the Pit Kings, and uh, the poor guy probably gets beat on more than any other manager on this podcast. <laughs> so, we, we've been trying to get him on the show for a while. It just, we haven't put in enough effort to schedule it to make him you know let him defend himself but uh but yeah i could see it yeah i don't think it's like horribly run or anything and i mean he's got a lot of good young talent he's got my guy jacob harris the tight end that's my my uh day three rookie love this year that i I have everywhere um Mm -hmm. definitely got some good pieces overall but i mean i'm maybe a little too quick to do this but if this was me this would be this team would definitely be a massive rebuild for sure yeah, I think that's pretty consistent with how I would view it. Spicer, any other comments? Yeah, just the, the big thing for me is like once bye weeks happen, the replacement above what is his starting lineup right now is real tough. Like, yeah, there's like what he has is, can be pretty good, but once the bye weeks happen and injuries, it gets tough. Yeah, yeah. If everything went right, I could I could see this team getting fifth or sixth and like going on a run. But everybody's got to stay healthy for the most part, and probably Lance Trey Lance definitely needs to take over, and a few things Hawkinson needs to get like 130 targets or something, which is possible. But a lot of things <laughs> got to go right. That's true. Yeah, I guess Hawkinson could kind of end up being the wide receiver one for the Lions this year. Um, and you know, this league is set up like ours with the tight end premium as well. Okay. So. Yeah. Um, him having Mark Andrews in the flex is, is definitely a huge boost to his starting lineup. All right. What's up next? All right. So number nine, I've got touchdown Abby. And by the way, these were like, uh, I did these as just like seasonal rankings, basically. Yeah, that's fair. Right. For this upcoming year. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I uh, touchdown Abby number nine. Again, this one was really close. He's got some guys I like. Obviously, Josh Allen. I, I believe there was a recent acquisition of Hunter's boy, Carson Wentz. Yep. Here. That is true. And then, you know, I've always been a same Darnold truther. But I, as time goes on, I realize uh, the more and more I look at it, the more I think the guy probably just can't play. <laughs> <laughs> but there's a sliver of hope there. Not a yeah. Montgomery guy. No, did fool all of us last year, but I just, I just can't do it. We're a big anti-David Montgomery podcast here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I just can't do it. I just, I mean, he's fine. 
if you want to not pay somebody not that much money and you want him to do everything for your backfield, like he can do everything, he's fine. But he's not particularly good at anything. And me personally, I'm not a big Michael Carter guy. Mm. I just don't. I mean, there's nobody else in that backfield. My thought is this. The Jets are like rebuilding as a team. I think they really look at Michael Carter as their long-term third down back. He might get some early down carries this year too. But I think next year they can go ahead and draft like a lead back and Carter still like makes sense for their long-term plans. That's why I think he was a good fit for them. I don't really see him as like a big fantasy difference maker. Mm, I can he see that. Have Tyree Kill. So, I mean, that alone. Right. Kittle. With those guys stay healthy and go off, this team could win just off the Josh Allen, those guys alone. But, you know, the depth pieces I, I don't like as much. Uh, what are your thoughts on this? I, I know it'll obviously change a bit, but like long-term prospects of this team, how do you think they're set up for the future? Uh, you know, they, they've got some decent younger pieces. You know, when you look at both Wentz and Darnold, I mean, I can't, I'm like 50-50 on Wentz. I can't decide which way that's going to go. It was really bad last year, but the Colts are really well-constructed. Frank Reich's a good coach, but I could see none of these quarterbacks other than Allen being starters in two years. That's definitely, mm-hmm. you know, in play. I don't think Montgomery's going to be a second contract running back. Um, Devin Singletary's not that good. Sutton's good. Hill's going to be good for a while. He does have Jamar Chase. Everybody loves Jamar Chase, but I don't know. I think this, this team is a little bit, is actually set up a little bit worse than the last thing we went over. This is the pickings, I believe long-term I think but again just because of some of the star power Kittle Hill Allen I mean those guys could all be top two or three of their position and be enough to win in the league yeah those are some like you know people who can put up like 35 points yeah for a couple sure. times in a season yeah for sure those guys one of those guys I mean if I mean Hill is definitely one of the people if you get in the playoffs and you have Hill I mean he can just put up 30 every week kind of like Dick Dick last year and and win in the league. So, but if I had to rank these two, the, I would probably put the bit the Pit Kings over Touchdown Abbey and total dynasty assets. But as far as this season, I've got it reversed. Okay. All right. All right. And so the last of the the bottom tier next. Yes, and the, this one was interesting. I, I actually like quickly glanced at this team and had them as dead last, and then I took another glance and realized they had Christian McCaffrey. It's the <laughs> <laughs> popular ballers. Um, and this team has a lot of guys that I like. <laughs> he does but, too. That He loves this team. He does. But I just like, I don't know, like for, like two guys, I love J.K. Thomas and I love Javante Williams. Those are two guys I probably won't have a lot of in seasonal leagues. I'm all over them in Dynasty, but, you know, I just don't. I mean, Dobbins, I just don't know with the lack of pass catching. And then Gus Edwards is pretty good. And... Javante is really good, but who knows with Melvin Gordon and that offense just – I'm a Broncos fan. I live in Denver, but that offense just – I mean, we have no quarterback. So. Yeah, speaking of that, quick diversion. Is there yeah. any, like, realm of possibility that Rodgers somehow gets there before the season starts? I don't think so, uh, personally. Honestly, if you had to ask – if you put, like – if I had to tell you – if you told me that we got a good quarterback in the next two or three years – if I had to guess who that would be, it would be Watson. Hmm. Because our team is actually really good. I don't see us being able to draft like a high-end rookie quarterback. 
mm-hmm. I could see him go. Maybe Kirk Cousins doesn't resign or something, and we do something like that, or maybe Jimmy Garoppolo. But um, I, I think there's actually a decent. I think if I you I if I had to pick a spot for Deshaun Watson where I think he goes, I think it's going to be Denver. Obviously, who knows when that will be? Right. Um, but I think that there's a strong chance that happens. I don't see Aaron Rodgers. I just don't think the Packers are that. G- you can't trade Aaron Rodgers. I mean, yeah. This is going to ruin your reputation. He, if, he, if he does inevitably get fired, he at least would like to get a job somewhere else. <laughs> yeah. That's true. I don't th- I, I can't see him. I think we're going to start Drew Locke. It's probably going to go poorly at some point. Bridgewater's going to start. And definitely neither of those guys are going to start for us next year. Mm. But we are too good. I think it's a, more like a 500 team, even with those guys, probably. I think that's fair. Yeah. Um, looking at the popular ballers bench, he has several uh, kind of younger or maybe uh, flyer type wide receivers that he yeah. he personally loves them. So yeah. uh, taking a look at those, are any of those, do you feel safe going out on a limb on predicting absolute failure or success on? Well, let me, yeah, I'll go through a couple of them. Cup, obviously, everybody likes Cup to some degree. Um I know you spoke about the other ones, but I just had to talk, touch on this guy real quick. My guy, probably my favorite, it makes no sense, but maybe my favorite like fantasy football player ever for me personally is Will Fuller. I just cannot. <laughs> That's a weird one. Will Fuller. I know. This is what happens with Fuller. Fuller gets hurt. Nobody wants him anymore. I trade for him. Then he starts going off and I trade him away <laughs> and get like double what I paid. And this has happened like three or four times in like multiple <laughs> leagues. So I just love Will Fuller. When the guy's on the field, he's a baller straight up. Yeah. And um, there's a, a couple of fantasy doctors I follow on Twitter. One of them, Edwin Porras. I don't know if you've heard of him. He's a, he's a doctor of physical therapy. And he swears that like all the stuff that happens to Fuller is like bad luck and like none of it is interconnected. Mm. Now, I'm not a doctor. Like I have no idea. But it, I do like I do like I've, I've definitely like studied statistics. I took a lot of classes in college, and you know if injuries are random, you'd expect some players to randomly get injured a lot. Yeah, like Frank Gore tore his ACL twice in college. Basically, it was never heard. A lot of this just fluky mm-hmm. stuff happens, and I don't. I mean, I wouldn't surprise me at all if Fuller played 15 games. If he does, I think Fuller by far on that team on Miami this year. That being said, he'll probably get at his first like, couple games. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, but beyond that, so I love Fuller. So I, had, you know, for the, maybe that was why I had to push these guys the top of that tier, just because he has he has Fuller. Um, Michael Pittman, sorry for Colts. I'm not huge on Michael Pittman. I think he's okay. I think he's like a Mike Williams type guy. Hmm. Um, Mecole, I think it's like an eighty percent chance Mecole's just not good. But there's still that little bit of a chance that he's just he could absolutely smash. Um, Van Jefferson, I don't know. <laughs> the, he's just old and was as an old prospect, and he was never good in college. But I don't know. He's in a good situation. Aaron has yep. high hopes for him. I know. I do like Amir Smith Marset, but I think he's more of kind of like a deep. He's kind of like how Jalen Guyton was last time. He just he's going to have his big games, but. I don't know if he'll ever be a star, but I mean, Jefferson, I mean, Jefferson's obviously good. Thielen really wasn't that good last year other than he just caught a lot of touchdowns. So there's definitely opportunity for a fifth round pick. I mean, the guy's probably going to get a start in three wide receiver sets. So mm. I do like Cole Komet too. This is backup tight end. Whenever Graham inevitably does get caught, I think he's going to be good <laughs> in this format. You know? Yeah, there was a, I don't know if you saw us posting the link to the, 
uh, corporate global Adam Schefter Twitter account. Oh yeah, I did. <laughs> but uh, there was a joint scrimmage recently between my team and Aaron's team, the Popular Ballers, and it seemed like there was some hype in in the camp for Cole Komet. So yeah, I yeah. think the Ballers expect big things out of him. And Watson, the loss of Watson definitely did hurt this team big time because you go from starting Dak and Watson who are going to put you at a huge advantage every week. Now you put Carr in there and you don't even have a third quarterback really. So. Yeah, that definitely that definitely stings. Nobody saw that coming from Watson. So, yeah, that's one of those. Yeah, it just happens. You just can't. Yeah, like like just kind of like the Darius guys thing. I mean, there was rumors that he slipped for like personal reasons in the draft, but nobody had any idea to what the extent that it was. So whoever's left holding the bag. Sometimes, I mean, we're playing a game with incomplete information here. So sometimes you just. Yeah. That just how Andrew Locke retires on you. So. Oh, yeah. Still recovering from that <laughs> yeah, one. Same. My entire season <laughs> was like based around calls with Andrew Locke. So yeah. pretty much ruined me and sent me into a rebuild. Yeah. Uh, so Spicer, what, do you, are, what are your thoughts on this being the bottom tier? Do you think this is accurate? I don't want to give away too many of, of what I'm going to make for mine, but I think it's pretty close to what I, it's, it seems fair to me. All right. Well said. So uh, what does this uh, next tier look like? Uh, so again, so I had a tier at the bottom three and then there's a tier of the top three. So, well, so yeah, I guess there's like a middle four here. Okay. Close together. And these teams really, I mean, again, like I said, the bottom three teams, any of those teams could, could, you know, catch right, get fifth or sixth and, going around these teams are actually really good um so the first one i'll go ahead and spoil it this would be team number seven i've got marley magic but i mean they've got i mean aj brown so the the problem i guess with this team if i had to say is they've got kelsey kelsey there's your signature like league winning type player I mean, you got, I mean, he by himself, I had a, I won actually one league last year. It's like an FFPC tight end premium league. My team's honestly off. I just had Kelsey. Um, so. Yeah, this, uh, Kelsey pushed him into the semifinals this year after having yeah. a pretty mediocre season for the most Overall. part. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, I, yeah they're, his quarterbacks are, you know, they're, they're okay. I mean, I like Stafford. Stafford could really have a good year this year, but I think Stafford, Baker, and two are all guys that, like they're definitely in two QB, they're definitely like viable QBs. But he's he's missing that like dual threat stud that really makes a difference now. Mm-hmm. And then you look at his running back core. Chubb's obviously really good, but doesn't catch any passes. Uh, I really do like ETN this year. I think he's like really slipping too far in seasonal leagues. I think ETN. I mean, people are. I mean, getting a little too care. Yeah, he's in a split backfield but he has everything you wanted out of a prospect he was a first round pick Myers an offensive guy I don't know like how it's going to work out but I just feel like some way it's going to if I could trust Jack as well to do one thing it's probably make make try to make themselves not look dumb by mm. drafting ETN yeah. so I, I like those guys he doesn't have much depth behind those guys though McKissick like you wonder if Gibson's going to use more in the pass game mm-hmm. I like Dylan more as like a long term hold than someone you want to rely on and this team, I think. What do you think of uh, What do you think of Dylan's nickname that uh, that Ryan has assigned uh, to him? I pulled up right now. I did, I did make a few notes on nicknames throughout. The 
throughout the league. Specifically, when we get to the matriarchs, I think there's a really good nickname that she missed out on. Oh, good. Uh, I'll have some suggestions for her then. Yeah. Let's see. Who was you said? AJ Brown? Is it AJ Dillon? Oh, AJ Dillon. Okay. Okay. Too many AJs on this team. AJ Dillon. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta say that's you know like I said I scrolled through here and looked at some of the names that's the best I've seen so <laughs> I, I own a lot of AJ Dillon and I'm gonna have to steal that there you go yeah this but what I, as I, what I was gonna say is I think I think uh, Julio going to the Titans kind of maybe hurt this team a little bit because you know if you have AJ Brown getting all those targets and Kelsey I think that's really can push it to the next level I still like Brown a lot he's fine obviously but I think they're missing Marley Magic's missing that other like league winning stud hmm. now. Yeah, this is uh, one of our favorite teams. I think was this team voted voted most fun team or something? Wyatt or, or I mean William? Sorry. Yeah, something I can't remember the exact award right now. Most like entertaining it. roster, I think. Yeah, was yeah sure. Was you got Gio Bernard with the mustache there. <laughs> oh yeah, good that things. alone gave him some good yeah. points. Yeah, you know, Elijah Holyfield, Evander Sun, so definitely some entertaining players on here. All right, so that was seven. So now we're moving into six, which would be projected um, the last playoff spot. Yes, and for me, that was the Flaming Hot Cheetos. Oh, Cheetos. Yeah. Cheetos, yeah. Okay, I see. Yeah, we've got to watch out for the, uh, you know, the right. Yeah, we're, we're trying, we're seeing, trying. <laughs> first of all, first of all, I think to go for a name like that, you probably need Tyreek Hill in your team. <laughs> yeah, Cheetah, so, yeah. so uh, I might look at revising that, though I don't hate the name overall. So this team I definitely really like, but kind of missing a good tight end for the tight end mm. premium. You know, Gusecki. I don't know, they drafted the tight end, so... And Gusecki's always been, the, you know, the super athletic, the most athletic, like, white person in the history of the Combine, but... <laughs> I don't know. Was he really? Was, yeah, oh, Gusecki is, like, 99th percentile in, like, every single Combine metric. He's, like, maybe... He's one of the best athletes, like, period, at the Combine. Wow. Uh, and, I don't know, when you watch him play, you just don't... That doesn't really... He's okay, but that doesn't really... You know, you wouldn't pick him out as the best athlete on the field. Right. You know, so um, he's got Metcalf after that. I don't think there's any. I think he's got some good young wide receivers, but I don't think anybody's ready to be like a huge smash this year. Um, Kyler, I like his quarterbacks. I like his running backs. I'm I'm a little lower on Najee than some people. I think he's going to be good, but I think it's going to be like you know low end RB one, not a lot of touchdowns and kind of inefficiency. So. Saquon's got the injury. I do like Akers a lot, but I mean, this is a pretty good team overall. Could use a tight end and maybe another stud wide receiver too, but they're a playoff team. Yeah, this team was very interesting last year to watch. They uh, were kind of trying to tank towards the end, uh, made some pretty huge trades to get a bunch of draft picks, as you can tell, you know, with yeah. having Trevor Lawrence plus Najee and uh, some of the other guys, Waddle. Uh, Firemouth, Muth, whatever, Devontae Smith. So just crazy loaded. We're all kind of terrified of them for the future. Yeah, yeah, for sure. This receiving core, and the, the way I like to do a rebuild, I like to get my quarterbacks and I like to get my receivers. Um, and then maybe even just compete with just those positions and then like get the running backs last. So 
he's got Kyler Murray and Lawrence as his quarterbacks, and then just like a, I mean, Chark, Judy, Smith, Waddle, definitely some young stud receivers like coming up. So I definitely, if they're they're not rebuilding, it looks like they're ready to compete this year. But that's they're definitely coming about it. What about that like short rebuild the right way for sure? Right. Yeah, it was a very quick rebuild for sure. All right, so next we have the fifth team, which will be the last wild card spot. Okay, so this one, I've got a couple different pages here, so remind me if I'm wrong. I believe this is our podcast co-host team, the Bruce Matthews. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. So yeah, I've got got them a fifth overall. Um, definitely some pieces I like here. Uh, the note I wanted to make, even though it's not that big a deal this year, you're definitely going to be have to, have to rebuild that running back core here soon. Um, mm. He's got Kamara and Jones. Great. But I think Jones, I was looking up, this is just a random note thing I noticed. I think I was looking at like all the the legitimate starting running backs and Jones was like the second or third oldest, which is weird because mm. he's just 26. But I think he turns 27 this year. Um, Henry's older. And then it depends on whether you count Mostert and Gordon as starters, but they're definitely not like, you know, they're definitely, at best, they're like timeshare guys. Beyond that, I believe Jones is the oldest. And then Kamara, you wonder what's going to go on with them. You, you just worry about with Kamara the, if, if Hill is the quarterback. You know, because he, he had a little stretch with Hill last year and I owned him a couple spots and he really stunk it up. Hill just was not checking it down to him. Seems like Jameis Winston should start for them, but you just don't know. Sean Payton is just like, might just do what he thinks is more fun, not even what's better. So that's a little bit of a concern. <laughs> yeah. We we talk a lot about the Saints QB situation on this show because I, I kind of hate Taysom Hill. So Yeah, I mean, I don't, I mean, I would certainly start Jameis Winston, but I don't know. They kind of got a good defense. You could see. I think um, Hill, I don't know, Hill just kind of would be, they'd have a very unique offense and could probably turn the ball over a lot less. Winston definitely gives them more upside, but I feel like there's been a couple of times where everybody's like, all right, this coach or this coordinator has figured Winston out, and it's like, and he just keeps throwing picks. And then you got, yeah. he's got LASIK and everybody's He like, did get LASIK, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, he's definitely a... Winston's a beast in fantasy. There's no doubt about that. A little boomer bust, but definitely if he starts for the Saints, he's going to be good. But in fantasy, but a little risky. Um, I I like Zach Wilson. It's definitely a good team overall, but you know, again, you could use a stud tight end. There's more. Mm, yeah, talk more about the importance of a tight end to yeah. this this GM. I mean, you just you. De- I mean, I'm definitely a guy that I'm. A, if I don't get the first tight end. I'm going to get the last probably. Uh, in like a normal draft mm-hmm. but I do think it definitely matters a little more in tight end premium and you at least want like a passable guy which either Smith or Troutman may give you but really the main thing about the tight end premium is is the receptions you know and I don't and those I don't see those guys getting a ton of respect receptions Johnny is like more of a like efficient guy that mm-hmm. will probably do better in like traditional tight end scoring but um, yeah, those guys kind of lag a little bit, and then you really only have the two. I'm, I'm Chase Edmonds is like fine, but you really have the two stud running backs. The receiving core is really good, though. I'll say that. So, at least at the top. Spice, what are your thoughts? Oh yeah, fine. But my my whole thinking. So to give you an idea, <laughs> I also had Josh Jacobs and Antonio Gibson. Mm, but what so, happened? 
guys. So <laughs> Jacobs became Diggs. That was a good trade. And Gibson became Zach Wilson and Chase Edmonds for me. Okay. Okay. So, so it was more of like I was pretty heavy in that spot, and those spots turn over all the time. Yeah, they do. And so I was like, if Kamara goes down or Jones goes down, I'm kind of done anyways. Like, yeah, yeah. It's sort of like I just put the pump the risk into the running back. Yeah, no, I like making that move personally. Like, I like Jacobs, but I think Jacobs is the kind of guy he's going to be the low end. Like, he's going to be like a low end RB one probably if he's healthy. But those guys that average like 14, 15 points a game. I mean, they're really not making much of a difference. You could have started like Naeem Hines and J.D. McKissick instead of him last year, and you maybe would have won like one or two less games. Yeah. Uh, he's, uh, so I, I definitely like that trade for you for Diggs. Um, and then I think the Gibson trade, like in total value, like makes sense. Um, but And then I, I do, again, like I follow a lot of fantasy doctors, and I try to really leverage that because I, I don't know. I feel like everybody kind of acts like they know what they're talking about with injuries <laughs> for fantasy, but nobody does. So I just like have three doctors I follow, and I just do whatever they say. And one of them uh, really has been hammering that he thinks Gibson, like the toe injury Gibson has, is a lot more of a risk than like a lot of people want to say. Hmm. It's like one of those like nagging injuries that he said it. He, basically, what this guy said is like there's a 33% chance it doesn't affect Gibson at all. 33% chance it maybe slows down, slows down a little, little. He misses a game or two for rest. And there's a 33% chance he needs surgery for it this season again. Wow. Um, so, you know, that obviously. And then some, a lot of times this is something that can keep coming back. So I still love Gibson like long term, but I don't know, like unloading for that and getting like a potential good starting quarterback. I think that's probably a good move. Yeah, that was a big a big draft day trade. Uh, okay. During yeah. during the draft to get Zach Wilson. All right, so let's round out this middle tier here of of playoff contenders and see who we got. Okay, so for the last one here, I had the God Kings. Mm-hmm. All right, that's our producer Brady Hines. So he might edit out any negative comments that you say. I mean, the negative comment I would say about this team is just kind of this team's on the older end. Or at least, like, a lot of his good players, I feel like, have... They're not going to be done this year, maybe, but, like, are... You're getting past, like, the age apex, if you will. You know, the best time to sell them. Um, Obviously, with the quarterbacks, you got Ryan Fitzpatrick, who I absolutely love this year, but probably has one year left as a starter, maybe, like, a year and a half. Rodgers is getting older. I do really like Tannehill. Um, Gibson's good. I really like Miles Sanders, but... I would say if it doesn't happen this year, it's probably not going to happen mm-hmm. for him. Um, he's starting to look a little bit like Joe Mixon, where every year they think it's going to be a good year, and then just like something isn't right. Mm-hmm. Um, plus, and then I think you got to worry about him having the mobile quarterback. Is, is it going to be like J.K. Dobbins where he doesn't catch any passes? Mm. So, and then you yeah, got Gordon. I mean, and over, around here in Denver, people are leaving Gordon for dead. Like, <laughs> really hard. So, they're saying basically the only reason – Gordon hasn't been cut is because we don't really save any money on his contract. Wow. At him. So, um, you know, so, uh, I mean, he's going to play, but I don't think he's going to be that good in fantasy. And then the receivers are older Adams, Allen, Antonio Brown, who I think is going to have a good year this year. Even Cooper's like 27, 28. Um, you know, decent tight ends. This is a good, this is a good team, but if I, I just say pick one team that I think, this is the oldest team like I think I've looked at so far as far as like its key pieces. Yeah, I think the question mark of Rodgers 
to me personally, kind of is what is going to make or break. Yeah, I'd agree. Mm-hmm. Uh, his team, because and and it's it almost feels weird to even doubt that he's going to be back. But it, like, it's the media swirl has like started yeah. to kind of affect me a little bit to guess like, what if he really does just not come back? You know? Yeah, and Rogers is just like a different cat. You know, like with most players, you might be able to predict what they're going to do, but Rogers really. Uh, I don't know. He's just like, I don't think any, I don't know a lot of people that like think like how he thinks. I don't think so. It's really hard to predict what he's going to do. It seems like he'll probably play, but it's hard to say. He's stubborn for sure. Yeah. I think that's a fair assessment. All right. So that is our middle of the pack, which means we have three teams left at the top to duke it out. Uh, I, know what three what they are uh so we'll see what order they come down in let's hear what number three is okay yeah again this one i really uh i did have a really tough time between these three teams too i think that there's a lot of um these ones it's it's really as far as this season like a bit of a coin flip between the three um i do have the winner faces number three I right. like the name. I don't really get it, but I still like it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I don't know where that comes from. Will's releasing his long locks here, and I'm definitely jealous. The bad airlines <laughs> is coming in. Um, I, de- I like this team a lot. Um, I think Fields field starting is going to be really a big difference maker for this team, having that second mobile quarterback. The running backs are a little, like, I don't know, weird. Mm-hmm. You know, like Eckler's another guy that I feel like has Eckler's had like one season where he's like put it all together and stayed healthy, and he's kind of older. Um, Carson, kind of similar, like he he does. Carson's like really good, but he's always like he's real physical, always banged up a few games, and never seems to like really hit those super high heights. I think Kareem Hunt was really closet, like not that good last year. He finished RB10, and in another league I'm in, someone just traded for him and was justifying the whole thing. It was like he was a top 10 RB last year. But if you, I owned Hunt in like two seasonal leagues, and I wanted his head on a stick in the second <laughs> half of the season last year. He just, I think he had like one decent game the last like eight weeks. Oh. Um, so I don't know. He, I mean, if Chubb goes down, great, but I think he's kind of hit or miss. Um, the receivers are outstanding on this team. Really yeah, they well. are. And young. Um, so I would love to be in the same position. And the tight ends are not that good, but it, I, it's like you could see – I kind of like Jarwin. I just think he could be that guy in a really good offense that just kind of gets lucky and gets like nine touchdowns. Um, he may be awful, but I could see that. I could see Henry working out better than people think, and then Herb Smith's definitely got upside. So I feel like between those three – at first I was like, these tight ends aren't very good. But I think between the three of them, one of those guys is probably going to be like top eight or ten. I just don't know who. The only thing is it might be hard to, for for them to know who to start. Mm. You know, like, yeah. I, could, I could definitely see them be, like, every week, the guy that they put on the bench has a touchdown. So. Yeah, I think that'll be interesting to see if they do a lot of, like, 12 personnel with those two guys because John is really – great at like you said earlier he's like i don't know what word he's versatile or something but he, he like, yeah. yeah yeah he can block really well he can be a running back for a play like yeah. he can do a lot whereas uh henry's definitely gonna be out there catching balls a big factor for them is gonna be probably when mac jones takes over mm. um because I, I could really see them both be i could see both those guys being top 12 and mac jones takes over just because the receivers are so bad um 
but with Cam, I mean, I was I didn't I think this was right. Like uh, Jacoby Myers led their team last year. He had like 750 yards, which when you actually I think that was like almost like 30 percent of their receiving yards, which is like one, which is like actually one of the higher shares. But I don't think he had any. T- I think he had a, a passing touchdown, and he didn't have a receiving touchdown. It's bad. It's pretty crazy. But I think Cam only threw like six or seven touchdown passes. So that wasn't even that weird that he didn't have one. But it's just kind of bizarre. He had a touchdown pass, not a receiving touchdown. And he was their leading receiver. But I think Mac Jones, I'm kind of high on Mac Jones. I feel like he, he's not going to be, I don't know if he'll be that good in fantasy, but I think he's probably going to work out and probably going to be good for those pass catchers. Yeah. I could see him turning into like a Kirk Cousins type yeah. of guy. Like he's not, he's a perfect third quarterback in like a two QB league. Cause you can, I think you're going to, he's going to be there for a long time and you're not going to have to worry about like your third quarterback getting old and having to draft somebody new or anything like that. But he's, I mean, I, I don't, he'll probably never have a top 10, top 12 season. I think that's accurate. Yeah. Uh, speaking of quarterbacks. So I think the winter faces have uh, one of the, the cooler, like, quarterback rooms in the league especially with fields now but yeah swag wise sure. yeah just yeah. it's like the the uh past present and future with mahomes burrow and brady yeah <laughs> it's yeah unfair and fields as well yeah this is a great quarterback core. i even like mond just i like mond and trask this year i feel like they're good just like dice rolls but yeah this this it's, it's feeling i mean i would probably be trying to trade brady just because i mean you just never i mean i guess you're worried about when fields takes over i'd probably be trying to trade brady personally but maybe get like another running back of some sort, but definitely a really cool and good quarterback group. Absolutely. All right. Let's find out the number two team, the, the, the top two teams in the finals of last year's playoffs. So let's see how you rank them out for this coming season. Okay. now I was tempted to just to troll Hunter to make his team number two. I'm really torn between the top two teams the reason that I decided to go with hunters as number one was the quarterback situation with the matriarchs, Mm. which could work out in like some weird ways, but, um, big Ben is just like, it's just not that he's just done. I mean, I get get it while they're like running it back with him, but he's just definitely not going to be good in fantasy. Um, though, like he'll definitely start the whole year unless he gets hurt. So, I mean, Still a piece to have. Herbert's awesome. Um, Newton, Tyrod, and Mac Jones. Like maybe you can like piece together a decent second start. I don't think you want to be starting Ben Roethlisberger. Um, you know he could be a yeah. short term third quarterback, but Cam was so bad last year. I don't know. I could see some ugly weeks. Uh, and then Mac Jones. Like I said, I think Mac Jones is a good long term third quarterback, but his rookie year is not much for rusher. He's probably not going to do that much for you. Maybe maybe she gets lucky and Tyrod Taylor like just runs a lot and like really ugly finishes like quarterback fifteen if possible. <laughs> um, I do really like her running back Zeke. I think is going to smash this year. Hmm. Henry obviously everybody loves a big dog. Yep. Even Gaskin underrated really good last year. Um, really good receiving core. I think Woods is going to be really good with Stafford. Oh, this was the the nickname that she missed out. I really thought I was looking at all the nicknames in this league. And I was like, Oh man, Odell backup. There's going to be something with a poop there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be great. What is her and nickname for him? I think it was just, 
the prodigal son. Prodigal. I mean, is she a Giants fan or something, or is that just like a joke on the how he's not been good for a while? Maybe he return or something. I guess that's what she's going for there. But yeah, she had like a Spicer. I think you maybe even heard some of this conversation play out in real life. But she kind of wanted to redeem. Or no, was it on the podcast? She kind of wanted to redeem Odell his character yeah. by bringing him onto the team. Oh yeah, yeah that's right. That's right. She was going to straighten him out. Yeah. 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 I can see Odell working out. I don't know. A couple of her receivers, like, I'm not big on Juju. Odell, eh. Big Tyler Boyd's going to kind of get squeezed out. Devontae Parker, uh, I'm not. I mean, you know, Devontae Parker, like, for a while, he said, like, 60% of his diet was candy. <laughs> he also said that he doesn't like water. And he's a professional athlete. So, <laughs> that type not of stuff good. Is, that doesn't sit well with me. I uh, do think Waller is just going to smash this year. So she's definitely got a good team. Just a few more question marks, I think, than Hunter's team. So I had to put her number two, even though I was, I was tempted to jump in on the league wide bashing of Hunter and <laughs> put him number two. Uh, before we move on from her team, uh, one trade that was interesting that she did during the draft was she traded Derek Carr over to the popular ballers, kind of bailing out their quarterback situation uh, and leaving a, a, a kind of a question mark in hers. But she got Rashad Bateman and maybe another mm-hmm. pick out of that. What do you think about that? Uh, would that have changed the ranking any? Um, I mean, I think that was a good move just because I think Mac Jones is going to eventually do something kind of similar to what Carr does. You know, like just reliable, but... Not a huge difference maker. I think, I mean, because she has Big Ben, she's going to have three quarterbacks this year. Um, I would have made that trade. I really like Bateman. It's a little weird in that passing offense, but I think that was a good move, but a good move by her for sure. All right. Well, uh, the check is in the mail for this one. Uh, (laughs) Go ahead and talk about why you put my team number one. Okay. Well, um, yeah, love Jonathan Taylor. Um, I have finally given up on Joe Mixon, but uh, still could happen this year. Dalvin, Jonathan Taylor, great. Jacobs is great as your fourth running back. Even Hines is playable in a pinch. Older kind of, some older good receivers, but I do like him. I think Cooks is going to be a little better than people think. Uh, Michael Thomas is really undervalued. I do like Campbell. I think Campbell is my bet to like lead that team receiving, but I still think the Colts probably got a draft receiver or sign someone better than all the guys they have next year. Um, the t- your tight ends are not quite as good, but I guess I'm a minute Broncos fan. I do like they got a soft spot for Noah fan. I think yeah. the only thing stopping for Noah fan from being like the third or fourth best tight end is a good quarterback. The quarterback, yeah, and and the other receivers obviously on that team taking the targets from them. And I'll say my the guy that I'm going to be hammering in seasonal leagues this year for quarterback is Daniel Jones. Really? Yeah, I think he's like the only mobile cheap quarterback you can get anymore besides the rookies who like may not start. Hmm. And, and the, his touchdown rate was like absurdly low for how many yards he got last year. Just like never like one of the lowest like all time. And if he just like moderately regresses back, I think he he. And then obviously they added Galladay. Um, Tony's, I don't think Tony's going to do much this year, but yeah, I think Jones is going to, I think Jones is going to, it could be like not even a really good real life season, but I think Jones is going to be like top eight to 12 this year, actually. Wow. Well, that's my hot take of the year. I hope that was, would come true because he's probably my least favorite part of my team. Having him as my third quarterback, it just scares me a lot. Cause I, I definitely see potential, but he hasn't, 
shown it fantasy wise yet. And it's like, I feel like he's one bad season away from not even being their quarterback anymore. Oh, yeah. I, I don't so, think he's good. Personally, right. I don't think he's good. Um, I think it could be like a really ugly, good fantasy season and they draft a quarterback next year. That's like definitely in play. But it's more of like an, as late as he goes in the seasonal league, anyways, like I could see it. You know, yeah. it's not like I think that that's like 75% chance that happens or something like that. If I had to bet, I'd say he's probably not their starting quarterback for most of the games next year. But I, I mean, he is super mobile. Um, and I think that team just had some really bad luck last year. And he didn't have that star receiver. And now like, their whole receiving core, when you add Holiday, all those guys, you move them like a spot down. Sterling's a good slot receiver. Slayton's a good deep threat. Um, I think when you add that really stud receiver to them, it really like, makes a huge difference. Yeah, I hope so, because both my other quarterbacks are, are aging. I, Russ should be around for several, several more years, uh, yeah. even if he stops right. being mobile. But Matt Ryan, you know, they didn't draft a quarterback, so that made me feel a little bit better, at least for the next year or two. Maybe yeah. buy me time to get, a, get a, a different third guy. But my fear was that if going into the draft, if the uh, Falcons had taken like Trey Lance or, or something like that, which he ended up yeah. going before them, but if they had gotten a developmental guy and then Daniel Jones also you know, went Kapui, then I could have started next year with only one quarterback. Yeah, yeah. No, and I think this team is definitely uh, – there was one other team I mentioned. Um, let's see. It was, a, it was the God Kings that are, like, old. Your team is probably, like, as far as, like, against other good players, is probably, like, the next oldest. Is this core is, like, old. I mean, I have you as the number one team, but you got a lot of – Michael Thomas, Julio, Galladay's not a spring chicken, Cooks, Logan Thomas – your quarterback room is either old or could be replaced other than Wilson. Dalvin's old. Mixon, is it ever going to happen? I don't know. Uh, I hope he does. I'm banking yeah. on it. But obviously Taylor's a young stud, but you definitely have an older core, but I will say if I had to pick somebody to win this year, it would definitely be your team. At Maggiano's, we have a heritage of Italian hospitality and generosity. But that doesn't end at our door. When you order one of our authentic, made-from-scratch classic pasta dishes, our chefs will prepare a second classic pasta entree of your choice to take home for free. On the house for your house. This is not a limited-time offer. It's simply who we are. All day, every day. Choose one classic pasta for today and another for tomorrow, starting at only $12.95. At Maggiano's, Little Italy. All right, and we're back after that quick break uh, message from our sponsor that we don't have. So, Zach, I appreciate you uh, ranking me number one there. I think uh, I think it's warranted. It's going to make our <laughs> listeners very happy and pleased uh, sure. that you agree with me there. Um, Create some engagement. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it just puts a bigger target on my back, uh, which which I love. I should I should definitely say, don't complain about it ever. Um, so yeah, that's great. Spicer, any big takeaways from Zach's rankings? Um, so number one, not really. If I'm being honest, not really. It feels very close to how I sort of like stack it all up in my head, like thinking about it sort of not too hard. But I did want to ask, I don't know if you saw in this league, we do the median point scoring. Yeah, I, I like that. I like that a lot. I, I I had a team myself that led, we did a four team playoff uh, and a 10 team league and I led the league by far in points and didn't make it. Uh-huh. Um, so I, I do, I have like come around on that for sure. Okay. Yeah. Cause I was going to ask, does that, 
does that affect anything for you when you're thinking like, do you know what I mean? When you're just trying to almost, when you know that you get a point for just having a strong team, like, do you think it makes it easier to sort out? I, I think it makes it, you know, it's kind of a little, you could look, I would say almost like unfortunate with how close like your guys, if I was like on the bottom half of this league and had a younger team, I would be wishing that that wasn't the case. Cause like, I mean the 10th team in this league, I've seen worse teams than that win. Mm. Uh, but it's going to be harder for that to happen with the median point scoring. So, um, but I don't know. It's still with how good all the teams are, how closely related. Uh, I still think, um, I still think like anybody's got a shot, but it definitely makes it the better teams are more likely to win, obviously in that format. So. Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. I, um, I'm excited about it. It didn't, it wouldn't have changed a whole lot last year. We actually, so we've, this is a new thing that's going to kind of start for the first time this season. I think we went back and it would have maybe moved around like one playoff positioning, but otherwise would have stayed mostly the same. I was definitely inspired to do it because in our league that we're in together, I'd been spurned by that a couple of times where like I had a really good team and I, yeah. I was losing. And I, so I would kind of like mid season, like blow up or do like a mini blow up. And uh, I really hate doing that. Cause you know, you, play to win so it's like yeah it feels you know just kind of deflating when you can't you you feel like your your team isn't getting a fair shake yeah personally i uh, i love a rebuild i have like one i had one really good team this year that this off season i just said screw it because all my other teams are good so i was like because <laughs> the drafts are just so fun yeah um but yeah, definitely everybody. I mean, if you played fantasy long enough, you've been in that situation where you had a great team and like you're sitting around sixth or seventh just because you're the matchups aren't working out right. So I think that's a, that's a good feature, and I think it's going to become a lot more common as time goes on. Like just like PPR and Doogie B have. Yeah, absolutely. All right, well, let's end the show how we normally do, which is by taking a few minutes to talk about the AFC South. So you all are used to hearing me uh, prop up the Colts and. Uh, you know, crap on the Titans and talk about how, how bad they are. Zach, as a, a wise man once said, uh, the Titans needed a quarterback a few years ago. <laughs> and they got one. And they got one. So yeah. talk about the, the Titans offense and what you think about Tannehill in the yeah, game. Tannehill, um, he's unbelievable. I think even, I mean, I think you got, he's he's definitely one of the best like eight to 10 quarterbacks in the league. I think you've got to give it to him. Um, I, it's, I, I still think in a lot of people's head, like they want to put him in the mid range just because of what they remember in Miami. It's just a bad situation. Obviously his number one receiver there was a guy that ate candy for most meals <laughs> and didn't like water. So, and you got Adam Gase. So, and if, I think if you really go back and like look at Tannehill's Miami numbers, they weren't actually that bad. The guy's a baller uh, for sure. I think you got to put Tennessee as a favorite in this division, especially after adding Julio, they really needed that second pass catcher because the defense wasn't good last year at all. Uh, I think it looked okay in some of the totals just because they have a lot of time of possession, obviously with Henry, but the defense was not good. Uh, so I would put them as a favorite for this division for sure. Tennessee's good. Julio, I don't know. He's getting old. So I, I could see him not doing that much, but I like the Titans. Probably not a Super Bowl contender, but like a good playoff team. Hmm. Yeah, I, I wonder, I haven't really looked at any like industry rankings as far as just generic NFL talk goes on who's predicted to be the favorite in the AFC South. But I would imagine it would, people may 
bounce back and forth between the Colts and Titans. I guess with the Colts, the main question mark is obviously it's Carson Wentz. But last year, you know, even with a, a old, you know, leftover Phillip Rivers, they were a really good team still and, and could have won the AFC South, you know, with one game being different. Yeah. Uh, but I, I'm very excited about these two teams matching up against each other this season. I think it'll it'll be fun, like high scoring football. Yeah, absolutely. And the Colts are definitely, I believe the Colts are a team, a lot of people have been, I think they're like win totals, like 10 or 10 and a half or something like that. And they're, I've just, I haven't looked at them myself, but just scrolling Twitter, I've, a lot of people are like saying, what's the deal with this Colts? Like, how is their total so high? Hmm. Um, so I don't know if like Vegas is really feeling good about it, but their team's definitely constructed the right way. So I, they might, I think they might have a high win total in Tennessee, but it's definitely close. And, those are definitely two teams competing for the division for sure. What do you think about Jacksonville? I don't know. I mean, it's just like the Urban Meyer. I don't know. It's I don't know if it's going to go really good or really poorly. I feel like it's either going to be. You know, I don't know if you guys have heard this nickname. A lot of people call Cliff Kingsbury the fake sharp because <laughs> yeah. he came in and everybody thought he was going to like do all this innovative stuff, and he's just running. He's the team's going really fast only to hand it off to Kenyon Drake up the middle over and over again. And I think they led the league on like fourth and one field goals. Which is, <laughs> I think like the data has shown that that's like really dumb. Yeah. Um, so I can see urban being something like that. Or like, also I could see like a Pete Carroll, Russell Wilson situation. Whereas Carroll's like a good motivator, but I think schematically the league's a little bit past him by, but Wilson's just like, he's never going to get fired as long as Wilson's his quarterback. Cause they're always going to be good. I can see that. You know, Lawrence is going to be the tide that raises all boats. He's just, I mean, he's the, the kid can play. He's an absolute baller. They've got good skill position. And he'll probably win him enough games for Urban to stay around for a while. But, you know, Urban said his number one priority coming to the offseason was making sure they had a top eight running back room. I mean, I don't know if I could, like, have even come up with something that dumb to say. <laughs> you know, <laughs> as an NFL coach. I mean, obviously, that's good for fantasy or whatever, but... I mean, I I think most like forward thinking people in the NFL or that follow the NFL would say running backs probably the least important starting position behind kicker and and punter, if not even maybe behind kicker. <laughs> you know, I mean, you look at David Montgomery could do when like he got the opportunity. There's plenty of guys like that. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of backups in the league that if you just gave them a lot of work, they'd be fine. You know, and then he's get he gets a gift from James Robinson, who he pays almost nothing. Right. The guy can catch, the guy can block, the guy can run. And then he drafts, he drafts ETN, who I like, but it just doesn't make sense. And then he said he, the guy he wanted so bad was Kadarius Tony. They didn't get it. So that's definitely not a good sign either. So, and there, I don't know if you guys have seen the reports. The reports coming out of camp for Kadarius Tony have not been good. Oh, really? In New York? Yeah. I haven't seen that. No, he's had like some bat, some cleat issues. He keeps having to change cleats, types of cleats, because he keeps falling over. And <laughs> Oh, no. Cleats. There's also some concerns. He's like a rapper. Like, he has music on Spotify. And apparently, there's a lot of concern coming into the draft that he um, was like, wanted to be a rapper more than he wanted to be a football player. Mm, classic. And then, he's like 23 you. or 24. And really, when you like look at it, wasn't even that good last year for Florida. They just had like really good passing numbers and mm-hmm. he was a part of it. But like relative to how productive the whole team was, he really wasn't even that good. And he's old. Um, I think that was just your classic Gettleman. He watched this guy's films like I get that guy, you know. And the fact that Meyer was slamming the table for that guy and couldn't and was so mad he couldn't get him. You know, Bateman was still on the board, you know, like I think that's a bad sign. 
Yeah, I'm very interested in this whole thing. And I think uh, I need to talk to Sam is very in our other league. He's got his eyes locked on it, too, because I think he kind of hates Urban Meyer. He does hate Urban Meyer. <laughs> It'll be interesting to watch for sure. That's the only thing I know about Jacksonville. I They could be absolutely terrible. Um, Lawrence could be good enough to make him a seven win team just on, on his own. So it's hard to say. Love Chenault. I think ETN's mm-hmm. good. Uh, Marvin Jones is a good player. Mm-hmm. I don't know how good he'd be in fantasy, but he's a good player. So Tim Tebow. We'll give me yeah, I was about to say, give me a Spicer and I will give you an answer. Give me a, a over under on minutes or or maybe even games played by Tebow this season. Like how many what do you say? Like how many times he's active or how many times he like gets on the field? On the field. <laughs> over under. I would say maybe like five and a half, which is way higher than it should be. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I have I have a bet that Tim Tebow will score more touchdowns than Julio Jones. What? I, I honestly could see that. Just I could see that. Ooh. I have this. I love this is this theory I, I heard. I can't even remember some experts say it. As far as old receivers, it's called the cheese theory. And once and this as far as injury like or production. When the receiver's over 30, once the cheese goes bad, it doesn't go good again. <laughs> and Julio, like, the injury, he's always kind of been, like, banged up off and on. And then when he missed, like, eight games last year, like, six games, something like that. So, I don't know. I think it was worth it to trade for him. They needed it. But it could definitely not work out. I, I'm zigging or zagging when everyone else is zigging, however you want to phrase it on Julio this year. And this is as the Titans hater. I, I, and this is outside of me having Julio on my fantasy team. Like I just, I've always loved Julio cause he's like physically just insane. He's like but I, I think that one of the things if you, and I have owned him long enough, I, you pay attention to the weird things, but he hasn't ever really scored a lot of touchdowns and it's clearly not because he's not physically able to, but Matt Ryan seems to ever since he lost Tony Gonzalez, he doesn't like take a lot of risk in trying to get the ball into the end zone. And that's one thing about Tannehill that you definitely can't take away from that dude. Like he will take a risk. And so yeah. I'm hoping that that leads to a lot more touchdowns for Julio. Um, but you also got Derek Henry there to kind of, you know, gobble those up. So we'll see what happens, but yeah. I, I'm expecting at least one year of good Julio. I think when Julio's on the field, he's going to be good probably. But in general, these like big guys like Andre Johnson, when they get older, like they don't tend to do well out to his end. I'd say you're you're playing on borrowed time, but if Julio finished like top 10 to 12, I don't think you should be surprised at all either. But definitely somebody I'd take a chance on in the seasonal league and dynasty. I don't know. I guess you would just keep him though because at this age, you're probably not going to get the value that it'd be worth to get rid of him. So Yeah, unless one of these Titans fans wants to come yeah. pry him out of my hands. I mean, he's probably worth a second round pick, but you probably, I don't know that you probably wouldn't do that. Right. I I would rather have the upside of him being a a top 15 receiver because my team is built to win right now than to take that second, which isn't going to help me, you know, this coming season. But I would say objectively, he's probably, that's his probable, his worth, but neither team probably actually wants to do that. Mm Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, uh, there's not really anything to say about the Texans, so we yeah. can just kind of skip yeah. over them. The Texans. Also, also, quick Texas take. I see Texans take. You see you have Davis Mills. Of the Mills, yes. Trask, Mond guys, I loved Mills, but then he went to the Texans, and I just feel like, and I have him in a couple spots, but I just feel like they're, I mean, I've never seen a team more of a lock to get the first pick in the draft, probably the <laughs> Texans. So I think Mills is probably ultimately going to be doomed by that, but mm-hmm. I do. It did kind of like him as a player. Yeah, I was. I liked him a lot too, and I kind of wanted to try to get him 
uh, before finding out where he went, but yeah. I at least thought, you know, if something crazy happens or if, uh, I always forget, I, why do I always confuse Bridgewater and, uh, Tyrod, Tyrod every time, yeah. but if something happens and Tyrod's not good, um, I don't know. They, they'll probably throw him in there a couple, a oh, couple yeah. times I and give him a chance. Start three or four games at least. Yeah. Probably. Yeah, I think he probably will. So he could bail out my uh, aging Matt Ryan or, or Daniel Jones for a game. So that's why I did that. But um, well, great. Well, there's your AFC South painting uh, from, from Zach. Uh, I also, I have to circle back to one thing real quick. I, I like how I, I did a deep cut reference that like I was very excited yeah. to see you finish with the, the Titans quarterback situation. And then I realized no one else that will listen to this will have any idea what we're talking about. Yeah. We, we, I don't know if he's mentioned it before. Surely you guys are Titans fans. We had a buddy in high school. I love this guy. He's about the most annoying person you ever meet in your life. <laughs> and, uh, one of the things, what he was notorious for as you'd be like, the Titans have a terrible O line. And then he would name off the entire O line and then just go like, not even like argue that they're good. He would just like say their names. <laughs> so uh, that was, that was hilarious. Yeah. And he always, when, when it came to Vince Young, he'd say the Titans needed a quarterback and they got one. He's talking about Vince Young. So obviously for a while that looked good. And then the irony of it, we never, we definitely never let him hit the, hear the end. Of <laughs> no, uh, that was, he was a character. And that wasn't, I mean, I was the only one, I guess that had like uh rivalry takes, with him and being the Colts, everybody else just didn't really like him. Stashed on the Titans, just that. and I've yeah. always kind of like I don't I I actually kind of like the Titans now, but for a while there, there was just the Titans were my least favorite team just because of him, and yep. it took me probably four or five years of being out of high school to be able to shake that <laughs> for no other reason than him. Yep, and I never did. So. Yeah, <laughs> and I will say we did. We've been needing a quarterback for forever. That's why I still don't believe that Tannehill could. Like I'm like no 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 no. We don't have quarterbacks play in Tennessee. We get one, maybe two seasons because VY did give us that. He gave us like a season or two of yeah. exciting, like felt like we could do something. But yeah, uh, Tannehill. I mean, I think he he's a real. He could be a top five. I mean, when you really look at his his numbers, like he's been. I like Mahomes has basically been the only passer better than him since he's been on the Titans. I mean, the volume hasn't been there, so it's kind of like. You don't know, but I mean, the same thing's true with Russell Wilson. He doesn't throw a ton and, you know, so Tannehill's a good, I think you got to give it to him. Tannehill's a good quarterback. Yeah. And he, well, and if we're being honest, as long as Derrick Henry's there, I think pretty much anyone can run a play yeah. action and throw the ball to AJ Brown, right? Like, <laughs> be, yeah, exactly. AJ Brown is a monster. T.O. all over again, basically without the crying and all that. Yeah. Thankfully. Henry's interesting. Henry's an interesting one as a, I mean, cause he, I think Henry is like the oldest starting running back. You're thinking, all right, surely this guy's going to break down at some point, but then he is definitely like, there is no player in the history of the league that has been anything like Henry as far as like his size and speed. So I know I, te- that, that's how I feel too. It's like, Oh, he's getting old, but I watching him last season. You're like, dude, that dude, he just gets better. He, he just gets better. I, I can't understand. He's not hurt. He, he like is never like, so rarely hurt or bang yeah. like having the bang up like top. and he's tall you'd think the low hits eventually like someone's gonna catch a knee or an ankle but now it's just like nobody wants to tackle him so i think everybody yeah. just kind of does like the falling like hug hopefully drags him down because i mean th- this guy will destroy your shoulder if you literally try to tackle him that'll be the end of your season not his yeah or you'll get stiff armed into a meme for the next week yeah exactly so He's an interesting player, definitely unique. I was definitely skeptical. Tall running backs like usually don't work. 
I was kind of mm-hmm. skeptical of him. And for a while I was doing victory laps, you know, those like first couple of seasons. Like, yeah. He stunk. He stunk. Yeah. And horrible three cone drill. Yeah. yeah exactly. Horrible three cone drill. I've had a few people that did really bad at that, that, that burned me. And then, uh, another just random one was everybody. A lot of people didn't like Watson. I don't know if you guys remember that. He had like the slowest, uh, radar gun ball time. <laughs> like by far. Uh, everybody was just like i don't know what to make of that you know but yeah i'm famous in our our circles for this was before henry broke out but going into the season where dion lewis had showed up for the first time i was like yeah i think lewis could surpass uh you know henry this year like you know he's a really talented player out of new england like can catch the ball well and then uh you know yeah (laughs) yeah i famously kept on saying they should just keep playing DeMarco Murray over him just cause I mean, I'm, I, and I think it's true. And for the most part, I think if your running back can't catch passes, then like, he's really not helping your team that much for every other running back in the league, except yeah. Henry, Henry and Chubb, like are probably really, and Chubb even has like had some decent pass catching. Henry definitely cannot catch straight. He cannot, but he has brick yeah. hands, but he's still a beast. I mean, if you're, if we were playing uh, like space jam style, versus the monsters for the human race i've definitely <laughs> no question about it absolutely i would much rather uh get tackled voluntarily by lots of nfl defensive stars than have to try to attempt tackling derrick henry yeah, i would never walk again by attempting to tackle derrick henry that's for sure no well uh praising king henry seems like a, a good fit for uh, an end here zach it's been a pleasure thanks for uh, coming and hanging out with us uh i miss you and i'm very thankful that you ranked me number one yeah absolutely i, I really enjoyed it guy thanks hunter thank you will if you ever need somebody let me know i wish you guys the best for the season and then will i hope you'll continue to hang around me and hunter's league and uh just grace us with your presence from time to time oh yes i'm gonna i'm gonna hop back on it soon so I'll right, be cool. around lurking. Cool, cool. And I'll continue to lurk in this league's chat for sure. Absolutely. All right. Well, everybody, let Zach know uh, what you think about his rankings once the pod drops. And we'll see you next time. Brought to you by Magiano Productions. Productions.